Welcome to Bougie Boo, a podcast hosted by brother and sister from another mister. I'm Cam. I'm David. Thank you for listening as we talk about Black culture, Asian culture, pop culture, 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 and quite frankly, anything else we want to talk about. What's going on, Boo? Ah, oh, you know, Boo, I'm a bit frustrated <laughs> right now. Oh, why are you frustrated? <laughs> because, you know, it's Comic-Con season and the hotel's uh, the hotel lottery just went up uh, last week mm-hmm. and my, me and my group put in our request for hotels. And then what you do is you put in a request and a couple of days later, they sort everybody out based on when you got in the queue and put in your request. And then they offer you the hotels and you, you could, you list your choices one through 12, if you want up to 12, and then they'll go down the list and whatever is available, they'll give you. And no one in my group except for my sister ended up getting a hotel offer, and it was far out from downtown San Diego. So when you say far out, like you would have to Uber? No, they offer shuttles. Okay. So we'd have to shuttle in, but it's 20 minutes by shuttle. Mm -hmm. And so that's very inconvenient from all the action downtown. (laughs) And there must be something going on because a long time, a lot of longtime veterans haven't gotten offers either. So people think either hotels or holding back rooms for some reason, or uh, maybe there's just way more people this year because there was a special Comic-Con in 2021, I think, or just after the pandemic. And I think they gave those people offers for hotel rooms as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that might be a reason, but whatever the case may be, my group doesn't have a hotel except for the one that's far away. And we have till you know another day to decide if we wanna lock it in. Mm-hmm. there is a general sale going on next week but we're taking our chances because if we don't take the one we are offered and we go to the general sale we could either end up with something decent worse or nothing at all exactly <laughs> well and i would assume i guess if you lock it in there's no refunds or no cancellations because can't you oh, okay i was gonna say just lock it in and then kind of see what else is out there that's what i wish we could do but yeah we can't we have to either just let it go or keep it the once we keep it, general sale is a moot point because now we're locked into this other hotel. But, Not that you're asking me for my opinion because I've never been to Comic-Con, uh-huh. but if I had to make the choice, I would just lock in the for sure thing, knowing that I can just take the shuttle to the Comic-Con site because, or site, excuse me, I wouldn't want to risk not having anywhere to stay. That's, that's I know, it's gotten harder every year. So yeah. there's one glimmer of hope. Um, a friend of mine, a longtime Comic-Con friend, she's got a group of friends who um, got hotel offers, but they're all working amongst themselves what they want to take and what they don't. So potentially, uh, my friend might have an offer for me based on a, her contact who might not use their hotel. Okay, I hope it and works. it's going to work out for you, boo. I'm hoping <laughs> so. Thank you, boo. And, and it'll be a good one, too. It's the one you're familiar with. If I get it, it'll be the Marriott Marquis. Oh, I love that hotel. <laughs> I love it. And I mean, side story, going off on a little tangent. But me and my family stayed there for Fourth of July mm-hmm. in the fireworks show. It's just right like oh, we didn't have to go anywhere. We just opened our window and watched right the in the fireworks. harbor, right? You're That's right in nice. the harbor. Well, the location of Marriott Marquis is nice. And then right outside the pool area, you can walk along. It's kind of like an open air market. 
Target where they have like different shops and different places you can buy little trinkets and things. So that's my favorite hotel if I'm staying in that area. So mm-hmm. I yeah. Yeah. I'm very familiar with Marriott Marquis. So I'm hoping, fingers crossed, uh, you know, praise Jesus, let me get that hotel. <laughs> now that you say that, I was like, mm, the 20 minute hotel or <laughs> Marquis. Um but it's so, exciting though that you're making plans to go to Comic Con though again. Yeah, it's it's an annual thing now, although it's a very stressful time of the year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then um, but you know, you know, once you as you know, when you go to a hotel, there's a lot of good restaurants uh, at a yes. hotel. Mm-mm-mm. And so that's kind of getting reminded of the fact that right now on TV, there's a bunch of cooking shows that are on that I'm enjoying. And not just any old cooking show where they teach you how to cook food, but I love cooking competition shows. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I'm really getting into. Uh, you know, Top Chef has been a long time show and it's on season 20 right now, but for season 20, they're doing something really special. It's Top Chef World All-Stars. So essentially it's a season made up of winners and runner uh, runners up from all these Top Chef shows from around the world. Mm-hmm. And it's really fun to see, you know, everyone's culinary point of views and them all getting together. It's being filmed. It, it was filmed in London uh, for season 20. And the hosts of this version are still the American hosts, uh, Padma Lakshmi, Tom Colicchio, Gail Simmons. But then um, you have winners from France, Brazil, Middle East and North Africa. So they combined. There's a competition as uh, Top Chef. M-E-N-A, Middle East, North Africa. They combined those two regions into one competition. Mm-hmm. So two of the winners are there from Jordan and Lebanon. And then USA winner, Canada, Spain, Mexico, and Poland. And then we have runners up from USA, Italy, and Thailand. So all it's in really, one show. Huh? All in one show? Yeah, they're all in one show competing. The, the best of the best. To, the judges get to taste all that yummy food? Yes, they do. <laughs> I wish I was a judge. I know, me too. I, I like to eat. Well, in those those countries, all the flavors. Mm-hmm. Only thing, though, by being a judge and having to taste all those different foods from the different countries. So what do they do to clean their palate? Well, and I don't know. They don't show us that, yeah. per se. They're in between because they're, you know, there's, there's cuts and edits. Mm-hmm. But you also have to try things that may not be good <laughs> because some of the chefs get kind of experimental. <laughs> So up to now, up to this point, what have you seen that was kind of, I don't want to say crazy, but experimental, <laughs> I guess. Well, I, you know, it's not some, sometimes it's not the fault of the chef because sometimes it's the constraints of the uh, challenge where they're given like canned ham or canned <laughs> something and they have to make a like five-star dish out of it. Wait, wait a minute though. If it's spam, it's like, you can- Well, you know, I'm going to love me Gourmet masubi. <laughs> I'll be like, this is the best spam I ever had in my life. <laughs> but, you know, sometimes there are things that don't look very savory. And um, and you can see it on the judges' faces. Like, mm, trying to maintain my professionalism, but this looks nasty. <laughs> but, you know, in addition to Top Chef, there's another show on Fox, um, Next Level Chef. Have you heard that one, Boo? I have. Wait, is, is this a Gordon Ramsay it is, uh huh. And where the it's like a I don't want to call it an elevator, but <laughs> it moves right in between different levels. That yeah, there's still. three levels, um, and then the an, an elevator does 
carry people up and down to each level, whichever level they're assigned to that week. Mm -hmm. But essentially what it is, is you have three mentors. We've got Gordon Ramsay, Richard Blaze, and um, Naisha Arrington. And uh, Naisha and Richard have been former Top Chef contestants themselves. Oh, now they leveraged that. To be yeah, there's a lot of happy. Top Chef former contestants who have or who appear on all these cooking shows and things like that. Yeah. But the contestants on the show are divided into groups and they're mentored by one of the three superstar chefs. And so they're in teams under these, underneath those chefs until they reach a certain point. Usually the top 10, they, uh, it becomes an individual competition. But there's still some pride in the fact that Gordon, Richard, and Naisha want the winner to be the person who came from their original team. So they can it. kind of claim that they mentored that person the best. Well, um, and it's bragging rights for them too, right? Like I was on top top chef. Now I'm on next level chef and my mentee won the competition. Uh -huh, exactly. Yeah. You mm -hmm. know, the chefs have egos. Yeah. And then, so the, as you brought up, there's different levels of kitchens. So based on how other, either their challenge wins or how the dishes place according to the judges, um, the teams or the individuals are placed in three different levels of kitchens. The top level is where all the modern tools and devices for cooking are. So the top of the line stuff. I've seen, I've seen one episode uh -huh. where like the people at the top get the best choice. Yep. And then the second they get a decent choice or uh -huh. a decent pick. And then by the time it reaches the bottom, it's like nothing left. Like crap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So in the middle level, you've got your standard commercial kitchen. Mm -hmm. And then in the bottom, you've got the uh, it's limited selection of tools and it's lower quality equipment. It looks like used equipment. But you you know, like the hole in the wall spots we have in the best food. Uh-huh. That's true. <laughs> but you know, and then they design it so that the lower level looks like it's got rats in it and stuff. It looks like a basement. <laughs> it was dark. I was yeah, like, it's... where's the light? <laughs> there was no lighting. <laughs> but what you were mentioning, Boo, is like uh, there's a platform that comes down starting at the top and all the best ingredients. Well, all the ingredients for the challenges are on there. If you're in the top kitchen, you have access to everything first. So you can pull all the top of the line meats if there are any uh, whatever seasonings. And then by the time it gets to the bottom, you'll be lucky if you get spam, you know, <laughs> it's like I'm gonna make, make this spam in, in grape jelly work. But, you know, because uh, contestants have a limited amount of time to pull from the platform, sometimes like really good ingredients get overlooked and make it to the bottom. And you're like, and sometimes if Gordon's in the bottom with his team, he'll be like, how did this wacky beef get down here to the basement? <laughs> and then he's basically grabbing. looking up at the other two levels going, you guys are dumb. Whatever, but thank you. <laughs> thank you for my blessing. It was meant for me to have this wagyu beef. I, I On the episode that I watched, Gordon was actually writing that he was inside that thing like it was moving to different levels and he was uh -huh. in it and I was like this is not sanitary <laughs> like why is this man like sitting next to all these food products I think he was trying to be funny but yeah to me, well it looked, looked kind of odd <laughs> hopefully they replaced some of the stuff I don't know <laughs> I mean at the end of the day Gordon's eating it himself he is he's he's judging it so well um were you I'm sorry were you done with the show boo well, with next uh, next level chef, yes. Okay. Were you going to tell us about another show? I got one more, boo, one more. <laughs> I didn't want to cut you off. Sorry. No. So this is um, a show called Chow House on Food Network, and it's hosted by Alex Guarnaschelli, who was a former Iron Chef, and then um, Gabriele uh, Bertaccini, and basically this is a fun show for those who like drama with their TV mm -hmm. because it's 
10 up and coming chefs who live and compete in a Tuscan villa in Tuscany, Italy, um, for a chance to win an immersive culinary education across Italy. So you have these 10 cooks competing and they live together. So there's some drama and there's, they throw some shade. Scandal. So for those who like, I like my just basic competition shows and if they talk stuff about each other in an interview, that's fine, whatever. But I just want to see their talents and their cooking. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not so much, I used to love Big Brother. I was going to so say, this, this sounds like Big Brother meets Basically, yeah. Uh huh. It's a cooking competition meets Big Brother. Okay. And you know, I used to live for Big Brother, but I don't really like that kind of drama between people anymore. But I'm watching Chow House, and it's entertaining. It just started, um, so we'll see how it goes. But you know, for those of you who need a little bit of shade thrown here and there, <laughs> this is the show for you. If that's your guilty pleasure. Mm-hmm. So, well, fun fact: I've never watched an episode of Big Brother. Oh wow, and it's been on for a long time. It's, what are they like on season twenty or something? I don't. It's oh. they've had several regular seasons, and they have they've had a few celebrity seasons as well. So, because yeah. yeah. I remember, didn't was Nini? I think she won. She or no? Was it? What black lady won. won? No, Tamar. Yeah, Tamar. Tamar made it to the finale. I don't. Did she win? I don't know. I don't remember. So, and I remember hearing about um, like the Cookout Alliance. It was like some black people. <laughs> yes, I remember that. <laughs> and then I believe the first black female of Big Brother just won. So I don't watch the show, but I kind of get some of the news. To, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but no, Big Brother's been around. No, it's been yeah a long time. At least at least twenty years at least. So. Wow. But um, yeah, so that's the other cooking show I'm watching. Well, um, I have not been watching any cooking shows. You know me, boo. I be on the go all the time. Yes, that's why you can't <laughs> sit down to watch no TV. Well, when I do watch TV, though, it's, it's Netflix or Hulu. That's that's what has me in a chokehold right now. You know now. what you're going to have to talk about next time, boo? What? Is because it's a talk of, of this past weekend was Love is Blind. Jeez. Oh, I see you all the rise. You know I'm going to talk about it, Boo. The only reason why I was not going to mention it for today's recording is because I'm still watching the live episodes uh, that Netflix goofed on. And there was drama. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yes, huge eye roll. You can tell a major <laughs> difference between season one and season four. Mm. It, it's just not good. I mean, it's okay now, but I think that this type of concept and this type of show is good for like two seasons and then afterwards you're like i don't feel it's genuine anymore yeah exactly well that's what happens with a lot of reality tv the older it gets yeah. the more contestants are aware and self-aware mm-hmm. so but um i did go to dave and buster speaking of food you know <laughs> you know i'm a grub <laughs> food and game <laughs> well i went to dave and buster's because my first niece had her eighth birthday there happy birthday i cannot believe my first niece is eight years old Mm, like i was there when she was born (laughs) i held her in the hospital (laughs) so she had kind of like two celebrations so she had a celebration at home right with like Mm. the immediate family and then also at dave and buster's with the immediate family The, the way her birthday fell this year it was hard to plan like a party and then also because, you know, my other nieces and nephews, it was just going to be too much. So we did presents, cake and ice cream at our house. And then we also went to Dave and Buster's to play games and have dinner. Kind of did it like backwards, <laughs> dessert first and then <laughs> dinner later, but it worked. Um, 
Dave and Buster's, they have a new Philly cheesesteak sandwich. Uh That was was pretty delicious. A little salty for my taste. But the reason why I got it is because, so you got the Philly cheesesteak sandwich and it was your standard Philly cheesesteak, thin sliced beef, the mozzarella cheese, mushrooms. Um, it had green bell peppers and then on a hoagie roll. Uh-huh. I was going to say no cheese whiz. No, because we ate <laughs> in Philadelphia. This, this is the, the Western style. <laughs> and uh, French fries. But then I got a $30 game card. And so you get all of that for like $35, oh, which okay. I thought was like a good deal. Yeah, I mean, if they're throwing in the game card. Yeah, and so I was like, okay, give me that. But it was also happy hour. So I was able to get a $5 adult beverage. (laughs) (laughs) And I got their um, tres tequila margarita, which was really good. I was trying not to drink in front of my niece. But, you know, hey, when you're like around screaming kids and stuff, and you kind of need to calm down. You don't need it. I don't think she she saw, but that's what I got. Um, Dave and Buster's. Now I can remember Dave and Buster's being like the place to go. Back yeah, when it was the place to go, I've been once, but I've been there in years now. So. It's so grungy and dirty. Well, at least <laughs> the one I went to, I was like, "What happened?" First of all, the restrooms were filthy. Like every single stall, it was oh gross. Gosh. And then like. You know when you go places and you can tell the carpet's dirty because it just uh-huh. has that dingy <laughs> look to it. It was gross. Were you sticking oh, on the floor? <laughs> kind of. Ew. But then you saw all these kids running around screaming, like having fun. And I'm just like, ew, don't touch anything. Well, I know. I hope those kids aren't <laughs> rolling, around, rolling around on that carpet. It was, gr- it was nasty. However, my niece had tons of fun. So she, I don't even know how much money she had on her game card. But I'm watching her, right? And so the kids wear like the game cards around their neck and you go up to the game and you tap your game card uh-huh. on the little place to tap it, right? That makes it easier for them. So it's no tokens or quarters involved. But this is like grooming kids for casinos. Oh, that's true. <laughs> if you think about it. <laughs> I was like looking at her and just kind of looking at how she was so... I got to play this game. I got to play this game and trying to win the most tickets. I was like, dang, when she turns 21, it's going to be, I got to play this game and I'm trying to win the jackpot, right? Like I'm trying to win $20,000. And I just, I never thought of it that way. How arcades are designed to groom kids for casinos. Well, they're both addictive. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, that makes me think of uh, when I went to the casino, it's been a while, but there was this Britney Spears slot machine. Oh, I was no. loving that because I was playing her music. And when you had uh, like uh, prizes on there, you get full like performance videos. <laughs> Were you singing, hit me, baby, you know one more time? <laughs> so that's what Dave and Buster's was every single game. And it was fun because I played some games with her. Like we did an axe throwing game, which I had fun with. They had deal or no deal. That was fun. Yeah, I like that game. And then Hungry Hungry Hippo, where you oh, actually like ride... a virtual electro. Oh, you actually ride hippos? <laughs> you actually ride like straddle a hippo, <laughs> and then you move the there's like handlebars by the ears. It's uh-huh. like you're trying to get as much balls. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> so that was cool. And then we also did the um, the basketball one, 
but it was Basketball Connect 4. So I thought that was neat because back yeah. in the day, it was just the basketball hoop and you try to make the most. But now this is where you try to get four in a row, like mm. four diagonally, four horizontally. So I'm happy she had a lot of fun. Um, but that was my first time going to Dave and Buster's in years and the quality of it. It's just, it's very run down. It kind of reminded me of like a Chuck E. Cheese. Uh, well, I mean, they obviously upgraded the technology with the, the scanning with the cards and everything instead of coins, but they didn't decide to upgrade any of the, the fixings and furniture and so no, forth. Like that one could use a remodel quickly. Stat. What <laughs> I will say though, is because one of my niece lost one of her cards. And since her mom had the app on her phone, her mom was able to go to the app and pause the card. So then oh, that way you don't lose your money and you don't nice. lose your, your tickets that you've accumulated on that card because yeah. everything is digital now. Because remember back in our day, we would walk around with like physical stacks. Of That's what I'm saying. If you drop tickets and you <laughs> lost them, nothing you can do, boo. <laughs> so now everything is digital and then you go and claim your, your, your prize or get your prizes and they can digitally take it off of your card. Yeah. They scan so, it. That's yeah. cool. So that part I do like, but just like being there and feeling grimy and dirty, I was like, oh, the, the things I do for my loved ones. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but then you know what I did? I took a picture of the $5 late night happy hour menu and uh -huh. I told my friends, we got to come here. <laughs> so It's like those nights, well, make sure you dress appropriately, wear things <laughs> that you, you don't mind getting dirty. Exactly. Because as soon as I got home, I jumped in the shower. I wanted to like burn my clothes. Oh no. <laughs> had an exorcism done on your clothes. Oh my God. <laughs> but as long as my niece had a good eighth birthday, so yeah, like I said, I made sacrifices because that's for her. You want the kiddos sure. to have fun, you know. That's what's important is she enjoyed herself. She so. did to the fullest. And I will say, um, now she's used to having these elaborate parties, right? Because she's the first born daughter to my sister, uh -huh. first niece, first grandchild. So she's used to being spoiled. Now she did receive a lot of gifts and she also got a lot of money. Which I'm happy for her, right? But save your money, put it in the bank, things like that. Do you not know this little girl? She knows the presidents that are on bills. Oh, wow. Okay. So she'll be like, is it a Jackson or is it a Grant? Oh, no. <laughs> hey, she's learning. She's learning. Like that, though? <laughs> I said, oh, okay. Well, she, she'd be like, I don't want a Jackson. <laughs> Sorry, Mr. Jackson. <laughs> she got some Jacksons. She, she did get some grants. So, but I said, wow, this girl. <laughs> but hey, that was the precedence that was set, right? Like yeah, if she's exactly. used to that. I'm like, well, that's what she's used to. Yeah. Yeah. So that it's was the same for my niece and nephews. They're used to, um, dollars raining down on them i'm not talking about dollar bills but <laughs> making it rain making yeah. it rain <laughs> well how was the music at dave and buster's boo um it kind of sounded like a bunch of chaos and commotion <laughs> i don't know it's like music mixed with all of the sounds from the games because mm -hmm. you know each game has like its own distinct uh, sound yeah. you know so i think they were playing like top 40 but again, I really couldn't hear because either you heard kids screaming, you heard kid babies crying, 
<laughs> or you heard the game. <laughs> so sorry, I didn't hear any K-pop songs. <laughs> oh, that's okay. I, I'm listening to K-pop as as it is. So they could have played K-pop songs, but I didn't hear them. It's possible. I mean, they probably if they did, it'd probably be BTS. Yeah, because they're well. Are they still top forty? I feel like BTS hasn't had. Well, they they're they're they're, they're on a break right now. Okay, but you know, like if they're still playing songs from a couple of years ago, they could still be playing some BTS. They 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 can. But you know, there's a couple new K-pop songs that are out right now that I'm really enjoying and. Um, my favorite K-pop group card, they're back with a new song. Okay. <laughs> Just in time for <laughs> summer. Because you know, summer uh, card does release the summer bops. And so their new song single is called Without You. It's got a tropical sound. It's Latin and EDM mix laden. And um, yeah, it's it's there, like I said, it's their signature sound, and it just makes you want to dance and move. And so you know, good jam for the summer. Okay, I like it. Top down, top down, sun shining in. You got the little car playing. (laughs) So I try to be objective when it comes to the car and be like, is this really a good song? But I can't, well, it's a good song to me, but like, I'm not, I'm pretty biased because I just love anything they do. And um, then there's another group called Ive, and they're probably my favorite girl group at the moment. They've they've been around just over a year now. And um, they came out with their first full album and their lead single from this album is called I Am. And it's a really infectious, melodious song. The video screams bougie. Oh. Like they're rich girls in the video. <laughs> and um, yeah, I just love the song. I love them. And as soon as they come on tour to America, I'm definitely going to see them. Have they announced the North American tour, tour dates yet? Or they haven't it- yet. So I'm 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 on the eye. I, I keep my eye out for it to see. But that's one group I definitely want to see in person. And is I don't usually want to go willingly to concerts that much. So unless it's Card and now I've uh, a Card I've seen like four times in concert. That that's funny because that's how I am, right? If I see that someone's having a tour, and I'm like, okay, well, when is it? <laughs> you know, look at the calendar, <laughs> and then where is it? Uh-huh. <laughs> then you look at the tickets because if you've seen them many times before, it's like. Well, I've seen them before. Do I really want to go through all that drama and yeah. energy? <laughs> Honestly, as much as I love Card, the last time I saw them, I went through that. I'm like, I've seen them, but they, you know, they're <laughs> going to do their newer songs during this set. And I'm like, maybe for that. <laughs> Process of elimination. You're like, yeah. mm. is that because we're getting old again, boo? Like Before when you're young, you just jump right into it, right? I wouldn't say, oh, we're seasoned and Season. wise. But see, we we use our time more wisely now. Oh, there you go, boo. And time and resources, I will say. That's true. Resources <laughs> is the important one. I mean, because look, real. I talked to, uh, uh, in a few podcasts ago how I'm going to go see Twice, mm-hmm. another K-pop girl, girl group, and I'm very excited about that because I've never seen them. I know I heard they put on a good show. What I'm really not excited about, and I had to really think about this, is that it's at SoFi Stadium. You got to drive all the way to Inglewood. Well, and then I just hear about all the parking nightmares for SoFi because, first of all, parking is $60 if you park at SoFi. And then it takes like an hour plus to get out of the stadium once you're done with the concert. I'm not, I don't want to leave early, Yeah. but I'm trying to find alternate ways to park and go into SoFi without having to actually, I don't mind paying the 60 if we could get in and out, but I don't want to be stuck after the concert. Well, last time I was in that area, it was, I think I shared this. I don't know if I shared this with our boo-boos or just you, but it was 
in December, I think of 2022, and it was a concert for World AIDS Day at the Inglewood uh-huh. Forum. The same exact day, BTS was performing at SoFi, <laughs> right? So you had nobody parked at the Forum, and then everybody parked at SoFi. I thought it was interesting because every liquor store, every place of business around SoFi, they were selling their parking spots. Mm-hmm. You did mention that. And so, I mean, if you're willing to pay $100 for a parking spot outside of SoFi, that could be an option because at least you know you wouldn't be waiting so long to get outside of of that immediate parking lot. You know what yeah. I mean? I've, I've looked into a couple options that people have posted like on Reddit and things mm-hmm. like that. So we'll have to see. I'll have to decide what I want to do. Because uh, I, I had originally thought I might want to park somewhere further out and then Uber in, but Lord knows how long the Uber might take to get out too. <laughs> True. Mm. Unless you have to walk like half a mile out and meet, have them meet you somewhere. Yeah. 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 Once you get wiser and seasoned, minor, not, I won't even say minor, any inconveniences, you're like, no. <laughs> it's true. It's true. <laughs> you're like, I don't want to be inconvenienced. I want to pay for convenience. I don't care how much it costs. I just want to be comfortable. So, no, okay, well, I hope it it works out. I'll figure it out. Otherwise, you know, I'd rather just be at home watching some shows and uh, a couple shows that are are back that I enjoy are, um, like, America's Got Talent is a show that I enjoy, Mm -hmm. but their equivalents are back this season. America's Got Talent is not running right now, but Canada's Got Talent and Britain's Got Talent are on. Okay. And I do enjoy watching those. Uh, so Canada's Got Talents in their second season right now. And um, the prize for the winners there is $150,000 Canadian. And then they have the opportunity to perform at the America's Got Talent Superstars live show at the Luxor in Las Vegas. Which, I mean, I don't know what the exchange rate is, but I think just getting that exposure at the Las Vegas show might be more than the prize money. Potentially, yeah, because they can make a big career and living off of it. Mm-hmm. And, um, it'll give the Canadian Act, yeah, a lot more exposure in America. Yeah. Um, and the judges for the Canadian version are very interesting. We've got Howie Mandel, who also is America's Got Talent, but he's the lead judge for the Canadian version. I, I like him. I like his style. <laughs> Mr. It's funny, Mr. though, Clean. because <laughs> he plays, he's a little different on the Canadian version. He's a little meaner. He plays kind of the Simon role really yeah sometimes he's kind of rude to the contestants and i don't get that from howie now i'm sad because i hope yeah he really isn't mean he he seems like a genuinely nice person i don't know him but Uh, yeah i know i mean i'm sure he probably is very nice when you meet him but i think they have him try to play the mean judge for a little bit Um, Mm -hmm. i mean he's not horribly mean but some of the things he says it's kind of awkward to the (laughs) contestants like howie Um, what are you doing yeah (laughs) and then we got lily singh okay i don't know if i'm familiar with her she started off as a social media star um and then she got her own late night talk show in america but she's canadian she's an indian girl um but now she's a judge on that show as well and then trish stratus who's a wwe hall of famer women's champ and it's cool to see her. I was like, I was so happy to see she was one of the judges. And actually right now, it's ironically in the WWE. She's been retired for a long time, but she comes in and out of the WWE. But she's got a big storyline going on currently in WWE. Um, so it's fun to see her doing that 
career that she was known for as well as being a judge on Canada's Got Talent. It's funny how WWE, we know it's wrestling, but it's also a soap opera. Yeah. <laughs> and basically. the storylines going on, it's like, mm. it's like, wait, now, Trish, did you, you and Vince have something? What's up? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a, it's a, it's a, you know, a soap opera for adult males, a lot of adult males who think they're not watching soap opera, but they, uh, opera, but they are. Yeah, soap opera with violence. <laughs> and then the last judge is Cardinal Official. Do, or do you remember Cardinal Official? If I see a face, probably I'd be like, oh, I know who that is. He was popular in the US. I think back in 2009, he had a song called Dangerous with Akon. Danger. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All That's right. That's Cardinal. All right. So he's uh, one of the judges on Canada's Got Talent. So they've had some interesting contestants. Like there was um, Evangel Omari Basong. He's um, African by descent, but he lives in Canada with his family in Edmonton. Mm-hmm. But he sang Sean Mendes's Wonder. And then after he sang, Lily Singh told him to come up to the desk and she turned her phone around and Shawn Mendes had been listening to the audition oh, okay. because she knows him and she dialed him up. That's and cool. So, yeah, and he was, um, that was kind of cool. And the, the, he had the boy, uh, the boy Evangel was in tears. And then um, Meve, she's a local busker and, and people may not be familiar with the term busker, but, the, you know, those street performers that you see, mm-hmm. um, she was singing outside near the stadium where they do the auditions and Howie heard her heard her and he surprised her and said hey do you want to go audition so he ambushed her with an audition for Canada's Got Talent see and that was nice that's the nice Howie that we know yes that is the nice now, Howie. now you're gonna turn around and be like you suck <laughs> <laughs> she did well Bless and then uh last act I want to talk kind of talk about that I seen is Kenton and Lise and they're they're kind of goofy guy, a uh, woman and male, and they sing songs to teach people about history, but mostly about dinosaurs. Oh. And they're they're kind of hokey, but you do learn from their songs. <laughs> like Howie didn't like it, but the other three judges put them through. Well, um, it's educational. It's gonna yeah, help the kids. It is. So, and then they even had the audience remembering two hundred fifty million years ago because they had to repeat that in the chorus. So, um, but. Britain's Got Talent just got started itself, but so I'm not going to get too much into that because, it, like I said, just started. But what they win in that show is uh, 500,000 pounds. And then the big prize that everybody always wants to win for that is the appearance to perform at the Royal Variety Performance, mm-hmm. which used to be attended by the Queen every year. But now that she's passed away, it's still pr- attended by the senior members of the royal family. Okay. So it's a big deal for British people to be able to perform at that show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah so. bragging rights. It's like, I've performed at the variety show. What have you done <laughs> besides TikToks? <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, I, I mean, uh, sometimes they show like talented people who can do things with basketballs on well, those shows. Speaking of basketball. <laughs> <laughs> Good one, Boo. <laughs> You're welcome, Boo. I, sh- I set up the shot for you. I, thank you for the alley-oop. Thank you. <laughs> for our boo out there who may know or may not know, it we are in NBA basketball playoff season. Now, I haven't really been watching basketball because when it's football season, I'm just dedicated to football. And then football is over, like in February, that's when the Super Bowl is. And then that's when I'll slowly ease my way over to basketball, usually around like the all-star break is when I'll get into it. Now, I used to be a diehard 
basketball fan. Like I would watch all the games and try to go to as many games. But like you were saying, as you get seasoned, <laughs> you kind of think like, oh, I, I've been to that stadium before. I've seen that team before. Not that I'm not grateful, but you know, you just have those thoughts. Like, do I really, really want to go? Anyway, um, shout out to the four California teams that are currently in the playoffs. I'm so happy for y'all. So those teams are Sacramento Kings, Golden State Warriors, LA Clippers, and the LA Lakers. So, so yeah. and the Lakers are my team. Where's brum, our brum, air horn, girl? Brum, brum, air brum, horn. <laughs> <laughs> so um, as of today's reporting, Sacramento Kings, they lead Golden State two games to zero, which is very surprising because if you follow Golden State Warriors, they have Steph Curry. They have Clay Thompson, Draymond Green. They have a really good team, and they're coached by Steve Kerr, who used to be on the Chicago Bulls, played with Michael Jordan. Fun well, fact. and then the 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 Golden State Warriors have been the champs the last couple of years too. They have, but I believe age is catching up with them. Which is natural, <laughs> right? Like they're just not, like how Lakers used to be the dominant team, and everybody yeah. who played the Lakers, you knew they were going to lose. But there came a time where teams played the Lakers and they were able to beat the Lakers because Lakers got old and teams got better. And I honestly think that's what's happening with Sacramento and Golden State. Golden State, yes, they're a good team, but Sacramento, they're a younger team with talent. And this is why they're currently leading two games to zero. Now that can turn around, right? It could. I mean, the seasoned professionals on Golden (laughs) State could be like, oh, we got to turn this around now. Yeah. And, And Steve Kerr can, you know, coach and say okay this is what we need to work on get these stops whatever so this is a really good series um Draymond Green is suspended for next game though because now I'm not saying he did or he didn't I'll let the the replay speak for itself it appears he stomped on someone's chest (laughs) in the game however his leg was being held so I don't know if that was his natural reaction trying to like free up his leg but he's suspended now. So that's going to hurt them for game three as well. So I'm, I'm hoping they don't go down three games to zero. Um, also, uh, LA Clippers and the Phoenix Suns, they're tied 1-1. And this is also a good series. And the reason why I'm interested in the LA Clippers is because Kawhi Leonard, he is a local legend. He's from Moreno Valley. Burn, 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 burn. <laughs> and now he's on the national stage. Um, and as of today's recording, they actually played today. So we'll see um, who wins tonight. I really think, though, that the Clippers are going to beat Phoenix in this series. And I'm not saying that because they're a California team. I'm just saying that because they have a good coach and they have good players. So, so who are you looking to win the whole entire um nba series like in general like who do you want to win the whole thing well i have to be realistic right like of course i want i want lakers to win the whole thing (laughs) but they're not gonna win the whole thing so who do you think will win the whole thing i think it will be a team on the east actually See, I think it'll be a team. Being that we're on the West, we don't want to hear that. I know. I'm just being <laughs> realistic. If you watch sports, you know, you, you can be realistic. Um, I have an appreciation for the sport and I like players on East and the West. Um, I know that Giannis, and I'm gonna butcher his last name, 
I'll just call him Giannis. Last yeah. name starts with I know, an A. I know who you're talking about, at least. So. <laughs> yeah, Ante, I don't know. I yeah, can't that say. I can't help you with. <laughs> I appreciate you, though, for trying. <laughs> um, His game on Sunday, he had a really bad fall. Oh, wow. And, and hurt his back. So um, if he is not playing with the Bucks, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if they'll take it. So, um, But they have been the strong one of the strongest teams coming out of the east the past couple years so well i don't watch basketball but i'm going to root for one of our california teams please do please do and if you need a suggestion root for the lakers of course i'm <laughs> like i was i've been around when the lakers were in their prime winning all those championships so you know and of course i'm an la boy yeah so i gotta go for the Lakers. I mean, we have the Clippers, but they, for the longest time, they were the they were mocked for being terrible. So I'm glad they've you know they've uh, come up. They've turned it around. They've turned it around. And you know what's funny? I've been to more Clipper games than Laker games, only because they're cheaper. I was gonna say they're more inexpensive. <laughs> <laughs> but again, when you appreciate the sport and you want to see other players, that's a great way to do it, right? You mm. go to a, a cheap Clipper game, but then you're able to see Giannis. so but yeah that's what i've been watching i've been catching up on my basketball finally because now it's it's, it's on every day of the week which is why another reason why i like the playoffs because you can always catch a game so well it's i'm glad you're enjoying that boo it's basketball season for you and it's a certain season for me right now what season is that boo eurovision (laughs) season for me you know i'm having a flashback with deja vu because i remember you talking about eurovision last Uh year around this time on a recording yeah well that (laughs) i did talk about it and we're back again and we look that just shows we made it another year of recording a one year plus of recording look at us (laughs) look at us being consistent we have been for the most part But, you know, we still are, because we know podcasts that haven't been around as long as we have now. You know what? I'm not shading that. I'm just saying we're dedicated. We're dedicated. It's it's hard. It's a labor of love. That's the thing. It is difficult (laughs) to either find the motivation or the time to make schedules work. And so you just have to want to do this. And I, to me, I think the key is having fun doing it. And you and I do. Yeah, we do. And well, because we missed last week and I was kind of sad. (laughs) <laughs> this is a mood booster it is that's it good is. yeah but, but uh, to talk about eurovision this year there are 37 countries competing and um i just wanted to highlight the ones that i not I, I don't know if they'll do well but the ones that catch my interest so um armenia has a song future lover by brunette uh, this female artist Belgium has an interesting song, which I it's probably one of my favorites. It's by Gustav. It's called Because of You. And it's like a 90s house music jam. Which is, it, that's the sound now. House <laughs> dance music. That's, that's uh-huh. popular again. So I hope it does well. Denmark has a really nice song by Riley called Breaking My Heart. Um, he's got a really high falsetto voice that he uses. And then France, uh, Lazara is a female. And her song, um, Evidemment. Oh, I like it. Okay. Uh, yes, fancy. I know. Look at me trying to be Frenchy. <laughs> um, and then Germany's got a really interesting contestant, uh, Lord of the Lost, or this rock group, and their song is called Blood and Glitter. Mm-hmm. And, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's interesting. They're like heavy metal, EDM rock, but then and they wear like glittery outfits. 
but their song is laden with uh, glitter and blood. <laughs> oh, alrighty. It's catchy. And then uh, Israel's got a female artist, Noah uh, Carell, who sings Unicorn. So, uh, but uh, it's a catchy song. Moldova, uh, Pasha Parfeni with, uh, what is it? Shwele Shi Luna. So I'm trying to do these languages that are not familiar to me, but I think you, I pronounced that fairly well. You are doing well. good. You are doing Thank good. You. A few more songs. Netherlands uh, has a duet, uh, Mia Nikolai and Dion Cooper with Burning Daylight. So it's a nice guitar-driven song. Poland. Um, this is a fun female soloist named Blanca with her song Solo. And the song is very summery, tropical. And the video, though, it's like her basically parading around in her bathing suit. So, you know, if like on the beach or just like in in different parts of this nice seaside town. Oh, so. oh. <laughs> and then um, Sweden has Lorene with tattoo. And the special thing about Lorene is she actually won the contest in 2012 with her song Euphoria. And that song is one of the most iconic Eurovision winning songs ever. And so uh, she's coming back. She's coming back. Yeah. Uh, thir- was it 11 years later? So and she's a favorite to win again, and not because she's Laureen. No, she I mean, she's iconic for Eurovision, but the song is actually very good. And then lastly, Switzerland has an interesting uh, entry that I I don't know if it'll do well, but I like him. His name is Remo Forer, and the song is called Water Gun. And so these are the ones that I'm looking out for. Once they place after the competition is done in May, I will come back and say how they did. <laughs> Well, we already know that your predictions are pretty spot on, so. Yeah, Eurovision is unpredictable, though, because you never know what the Eurovision, because I'm not Eurovision, I'm not European, (laughs) so I don't have that necessarily that European mindset. I mean, Mm -hmm. I look at it from the American point of view of what I like, but sometimes Europeans surprise you with what they vote for. They're like, oh, okay, (laughs) curveball. Yeah, last year was obvious, though, because. Ukraine had a decent song, actually a very good song, and they were going through the war with Russia. Mm-hmm. So you just had a feeling, and I had a feeling, everyone was just going to vote really Ukraine to help lift them, and they did. So Ukraine won. But again, this year, since they couldn't um, host in Ukraine, because the, the winning country hosts the following year, obviously they're not equipped to host in Ukraine. Um, so uh, the UK is going to host Eurovision this year. For oh, them. okay. Well, that's nice. Yeah, that they're friends. Well, I don't know if they're friends. You know, <laughs> but yeah, they got they, I mean, back. They're all... they got they back. They like we got you. <laughs> That's the whole point of Eurovision is to bring to all these countries together through music. Yeah. So. But yeah, so I'm excited. Coming together through the arts. <laughs> <laughs> well, before we get out of here, Boo, I do want to say so. We did not record last week. I know you're you were busy. I I was busy. I had a couple things going on personally. I was stressed out. PMS. <laughs> Your girl was tore up. <laughs> I was tore, tore up. up from the floor up. So I'm really happy to be here and to record with you today. But you know what's not tore up, boo? What's not tore up? My skin. It so isn't. <laughs> <laughs> so I do want to remind our boo-boos one more time about Clean Skin Club. So I am currently using their towels. They're one-time use towels that are biodegradable, compostable. They're very soft because like I said, last recording, when you use your face cloths, there's bacteria on them and there's residue from laundry detergent. 
things that could be irritating your skin and causing breakouts. I'm telling you, I don't know what was happening last week. Well, I, I do know, but I'm surprised I do not have major breakouts and I don't. And I'm attributing it to, well, one, a good diet, but two, <laughs> the clean skin club. So I want to encourage all of our boobas out there. If you have not tried these towels, please try them. You won't be disappointed and do not forget to use, or don't forget to use, I should say, the promo code bougie booze that's b-o-u-g-i-e-b-o-o-s for 20 percent off i promise you you will love these towels and you can actually use them after you dry your face i use mine to wipe my sink out so you're getting two uses right yeah just throw it away and then it's biodegradable or compostable well what that's what i love about that boo is that it's friendly for mother earth Mm -hmm. And friendly for mother skin. <laughs> <laughs> friendly for mother. <laughs> so, and if you are a boo out there and have tried these styles, please let us know. Drop us a line. You can DM us and share your experience. I will read it on the air. Um, and shout out to you if you do try to use it. So, I mean, I was skeptical at first, but once I tried, I was hooked. I'm a lifelong user. And so that's what I want to tell our boos out, boo-boos out there is that she wouldn't be telling you about this product if she didn't use it herself and believe in it. We yeah. wouldn't push anything on you that oh, we God, don't no. put ourselves believe in. Well, and that was that's the thing. I was using them for almost about close to a year before See? I said, you know, I'm so then you have this. empirical data with your skin. Listen, <laughs> 365 days. <laughs> I probably only had a, a like small little menstrual related zip probably one time no, I, I mean during the whole the whole time you know we've recorded you've really had I can only remember the one time you had an issue with skin but it wasn't a big deal it was waving at you remember it, it was, was I was like hi <laughs> <laughs> oh man so but again that's clean skin club the promo code bougie booze for 20% off thank you boo you're welcome any other announcements before we get out of here no, I think that's about it. I think uh, there's a lot of entertainment that we provided that people could go out there now. Music, TV shows, basketball games. It, whatever you're feeling, turn on the TV. Something is on for you. And if you can find a clean Dave & Buster's, let us know. Oh, please. Because <laughs> I will travel to that one. I'll be like, don't go here. <laughs> All right, boo. Until then, be bougie. And remember, you ain't got to be bougie if you stay bougie. Bye. Bye.